As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hour 2. In for Jason Smith, I'm Chris Plank with Steve DeSager. Mike Harmon off this week as well. Well, most of this week, I would assume. Iowa Sam running the show. Lead a lap making sure I don't cuss. Are you, wait, who is actually on the dumb button? Is that Sam or Lee? It's Sam, right? Indeed. Okay. Uh, and, of course, Justin taking care of us. History. History tonight. Joe Musgrove throws the first no-hitter in Padres history. Now, Uh, We've got a little controversy here real quick, Steve, because I want you to be able to play the full play-by-play cut for us. There is an account, and let's see, my man Jason Diamond has tagged me on it. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank has tagged us on it. But uh, this account, at Sully Baseball, who I'm not hating on, kudos, uh, tweeted five hours ago, I predict that today, April 9th, 2021, Joe Musgrove will throw the first no-hitter by a San Diego Padres pitcher in franchise history. Pretty incredible, right? And whenever <laughs> I saw that, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. 
that's one of the more incredible calls I've ever seen. In I mean, was there some sort of uh, of number? Was there some sort of algorithm that you looked at and you thought maybe this was the time? And then I realized going through a little bit of history, Steve, he does this like every single night. So <laughs> he uh, was good at his first start, Musgrove. So okay, yeah, <laughs> sure, we'll play along. But no, yeah. It, by the way, his first start was six scoreless innings, eight strikeouts, no walks. This was nine scoreless innings. 10 strikeouts, no walks, no hits, just the one-hit batter. And a great item from Chicago researcher Christopher Kamka that catcher Victor Caratini has now caught the last two no-hitters in the majors tonight for the Padres and for the Cubs last September, Alec Mills. So way to go for the catcher. Man, that's – sign him to a raise. Let's go. But it's the like funny Jeff, thing Jeff, is – Jeff Torborg back in the old days for the Dodgers caught a Koufax and then a Bill Singer, same catcher, two different pitchers. Next thing you know, he's got to be the man. But I got to admit, DeSager, I was sitting here. I was I was just about ready to get Justin and Lee, and I was going to even work it a bit to see if I could get this silly baseball guy on because I just you have to know, right? When you see – and it wasn't tweeted like in the middle of the third inning or something to where there's already been a couple innings where he looked dominant. And even if you call a no-no in the third, that's kind of impressive because it's still, you know, six innings that you got to throw a no-hit ball. But I guess this is something that's done on the regular to say, hey, this is the day I predict so-and-so is going to throw a no-hitter. The idea is if you shoot a gun in the air enough times, you're going to hit a right, duck. Right, right. And I'm sorry, that's a little bit of a hick reference. I apologize uh, to a certain extent for those of you that are offended by it. But, I mean, again, if, if you throw if you the just spaghetti there, against the wall often enough, eventually it will stick. There's there, there's a more family-friendly reference if you don't like to think about accidentally taking out a duck or a goose or a bird of some sort. So regardless of the bad analogies, I mean, DeSager, you think about some of the wild stats that currently surround sports. You know, I, I, I think back to the 16 seed beating the one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is up there with just kind of a streak that I didn't even know it. It, it hadn't registered with me until uh, Justin had t- texted me and you would mention. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's right. They've never thrown a no-no. The only I mean, one. That's crazy, right? Andy Ashby, who was on the 1998 World Series Padre team, the year before he had thrown eight no-hit innings and somebody led off the ninth with a single. So I guess in recent years, he and Chris Young, maybe as far as one pitcher, not some combined no-hitters, as far as one Padre pitcher, those two guys are the closest. Chris Young, uh, I think three different times, went at least seven innings with a no-hitter going back about 15 years with the Padres. Unreal. This guy, Joe Musgrove, I must repeat, is a San Diego native and just joined the Padres this season. He was drafted late first round out of Grossmont High School, which is in the La Mesa, El Cajon area, maybe 10, 15 minutes east of San Diego proper. And so he was drafted by Toronto, but never came up with them. He was involved in about a 10-player trade to Houston. So he wound up being a Houston Astro as he made his major league debut and was with them in 2016 and 17 and then made his way to Pittsburgh is where I remember him throwing. But the odd thing is, if you look it up, how did he get to Pittsburgh in the first place? He was traded for Garrett Cole. They traded four guys to Pittsburgh for Garrett Cole. And then he was involved in a very convoluted trade in this offseason back in January to San Diego. So he winds up with his hometown team in his second start with his hometown team, the only franchise in the majors that had never thrown a no-hitter, 
and he throws one tonight, three nothing, the final at Texas. You want to play the uh, final call? Yeah, they let's it. hear it. Let's hear it. Absolutely. No balls in one strike. The big right hander ready and delivers. Swing and a ground ball to shortstop. Kim has it. Friendly hop. Throw to first. That is a no hitter, and that is history. Joe Musgrove with the first no hitter in Padre history. April 9th, 2021, at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. The kid comes home, and he gets it done. So that was Padres Radio Network in the ninth. Musgrove, who already had over 100 pitches thrown, remember, going into the bottom of the ninth, got a line out, ground out, and then that ground out too short (laughs) to end things. I was Sam brings up a good point. What was that? Was he like a 1970s broadcaster? The ground <laughs> ball, old timey. I loved it. <laughs> he hits a ground ball call. to the second second, and then the man uh, had yeah, exactly like the old had... films they used to play before movies. <laughs> By the way, credit where credit's due, as Steve mentioned, the Padres radio network on that call. You're going to hear that a lot through the rest of the show tonight. You're going to hear it a lot, I think, on uh, Fox Sports Radio through the evening and into tomorrow morning. But I, I did have to laugh about this. We, um, I just saw Clay retweet this, at Clay Travis, uh, Fox Sports Radio weekday mornings. And I guess, I, I don't know, is Mark Stein trying to say that because they had full stands the night before, now they're getting no hit? Listen, here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. Uh, 40,000 people at the ballpark on Monday, no hits on Friday. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, that's all that's missing from that comment. Right, exactly. John Eight's attendance, apparently 27,000 in a 40,000 capacity. It was only for the first one they were going to say, oh, let's just pretend the virus doesn't exist. Right. It'll bypass us like Passover. I got to be honest with you. can you, do you have that where you can play it again? Is it is it handy? I don't know if if playing audio for y'all's is easy. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. As it. Okay, here hit hit that. Listen to the crowd. Are we sure this is a Globe Life Field and not a San Diego Petco Park? Listen to this crowd. No balls in one strike. The big right-hander ready and delivers. Swing and a ground ball to shortstop. Kim has it. Friendly hop. Throw to first. That is a no hitter, and that is history. Joe Musgrove with the first no hitter in Padre history. April 9th, 2021, at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. The kid comes home, and he gets it done. Good for them. I love that. Wow. That is, and again, sometimes, it sounds, maybe the Padres guys aren't on site. Maybe they are. I don't think anybody is on site on road trips anymore. I mean, the Dodger guys are still in the home booth at an empty Dodger stadium when they were calling the road games last week on TV. But I think they're still getting a crowd feed. Now, listen, I, oh, could yeah, yeah. Re- I could really bore you guys to tears if we want to talk about how you're getting the feed from the crowd because I've been involved with this sometimes. So you're but- saying, I know where you're going. Like, if this was last year, someone's just turning up the volume of generic well, crowd you. noise. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's not the case here. Like, the, who was it, the Colts in the past? Everybody was accusing them of turning up the crowd (laughs) them and the falcons accusing them the falcons lost a damn draft pick because of it just for the Um, record for no hitters last year there were two in the major leagues one by a cubs pitcher one by a white Sox pitcher lucas giolito another southern california native there were three excuse me four no hitters the year before that already here one week essentially into the season we have one and it's from a san diego native who pitches san diego's first ever no hitter 
I got to be honest with you. Uh, I probably would not have known much about Joe Musgrove at all had you not been in with me tonight. I'd be like, oh, no hitter. All right, let's move on, shall we? NFL draft talk <laughs> to get to. But that's an incredible backstory when you think about it. 8,206th regular season game. Last active franchise without a no hitter. And it is the San Diego native Joe Musgrove that gets it done. Took care of business. Congratulations to the Padres. And, oh, I mean, uh, by the way, of all the pitchers that you talk about with the Padres, you know, you think about the offseason they've Hugh had. Darvish, and some of the, yeah. <laughs> right, this would be the last guy that I think anyone would consider to be in that mix to right. potentially this was break a, that quote, string. nice acquisition to round out the rotation because, you know, they, they got a guy injured and didn't have him in the playoff series against the Dodgers last year, Clevenger. And so, oh, okay, we really need a guy for the rotation now. Nice acquisition because he's had two great starts in including a no-hitter tonight. He's 2-0. and Absolutely unbelievable. By the way, a couple of other Major League Baseball notes. We talked about it earlier. Uh, we're going to talk about it a lot in hour number three tonight and maybe kind of get some Todd Furman talk on this later in the show. The uh, Bauer baseball probe, I guess is one way to put it, uh, after the Dodgers won today 1-0, uh, Dave Roberts addressed it, saying that, hey, his understanding was that the umpires collect baseballs from all pitchers. This report he felt like was just targeting Trevor Bauer. And again, you know, as, as DeSager, as you so eloquently pointed out, you know, baseball has really spent the last year trying to do what they can to really get a handle on pitchers using foreign substances in an effort to maximize spin rates, generate more swings and misses. Now, since they can't really go as much to their mouth, maybe they're trying to use a substance to help and them out. I- Applaud Major League Baseball doing this. They want to decrease the the record amount of strikeouts we're seeing because when the ball gets put in play more often, you have a more entertaining product. Go MLB, do this. Actually, (laughs) this is funny to say this out loud. Actually, enforce your own rules. How about that? Right. (laughs) Hey, uh, sometimes you enforce your own rules too much, a la golf, settle down, people. Uh, Sometimes you don't do it enough. And I think maybe this is a situation with baseball. Now, Bauer, we'll have to kind of go through this. And I was watching some of it during the top of the hour. He did post a 23-minute video on YouTube. (laughs) He questioned baseball's intent. He's very familiar with social media, as you may know. (laughs) My my man gets it on social media. Um, But it was a 23-minute video. He questioned baseball's intent. He said that foreign substances should be standardized and took issue with pitchers being disciplined for substances on baseballs that are collected during game. Basically, That's during interesting, game. that point. Yeah. That angle to me is brilliant. It was it, – it's – it, it, it's kind of twofold. The great Dave Chappelle bit, oh, I, I didn't know I couldn't do that. You know, that that kind of is, is one way to look at it. Or, well, I didn't put that on it. Um, yeah. That happened somewhere. That I didn't put that, that – I don't know why I went to a weed joke, but I didn't put that in my purse. Someone else had it, right? I don't know how that mark got on the ball. It must have been a foul ball that hit the stands or something. Or right? what that's kind of what he's going with. Pine tar on the handle of the bat right? or who else handled this baseball that you took out of the game. Those are already his arguments, and he's really not – even under sole investigation at this point. I think that's the best part of this is is Trevor Bauer is so fired a Bauer outage I guess. He's so fired up about this that he is already uh, formulating his defense in a way to say, hey, I don't know how that got there, but if we do, it's kind of like Russell Wilson's trade demand, right? Listen, I don't I don't want to go anywhere, but if you trade me, here's where I want to go. I don't know how that got there, but if it did, here's a few ways that it possibly could have. So this is a story that we'll continue to monitor over the next couple of days. But hey, when we come back, do you know what it's time for? 
it's time for some NFL draft talk. Hey-o. Because, yes, we have a no-hitter for the San Diego Padres. We're going to talk about it a lot tonight, and understandably so. But we have the San Francisco 49ers moving up to number three. And is it for Mac? Is it for Justin Fields? And is it just a situation where we're in the middle of lying season and we can't figure out anything? John Middlecoff joins us next with Steve DeSager. I'm Chris Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. And for Jason Smith, I'm Chris Plank on Fox Sports Radio. My Carmen out, Steve DeShager hanging out with us. And I was Sam's running the show, lead lap, Justin producing. Uh, we're joined by the host of the Three and Out podcast. Great listen. John Middlecoff is in the house. John, thanks for taking time on a Friday night to hang with us a bit. I was listening on the way down to the most recent episode, and you brought up a great point, and that's trying to cut through the noise uh, noise of lying season. I mean, nobody ever knows what the 49ers are doing, and now suddenly everyone knows they're taking Mac Jones. I mean, come on. How hard is it to cut through what's real and what isn't as we lead up to the draft? Yeah, I think if you are uh, a GM or a coach, you just you, you can't rely on – Twitter, you know, I mean, you, you got to rely on actually talking to agents, having your scouts that know people in other buildings, uh, your your own connections, and just you know what you know the evaluations are on the board, and, and kind of matching it up what teams would like. You know, you, you can't live day to day like us, basically what we all are fans on the outside because listen, I, I know a lot of people in the NFL and I, they, you know, the decision, they ain't telling me anything like that. They're not telling people anything. This is their livelihood is on the line, you know, for this draft because of the way the nature of it is, right. It's mm-hmm. because it's, you don't control so much. So you can't let other people know what you want. Unlike free agency, it's pretty clear early on who wants what guy. And you know, going into free agency, who has what money we're in the draft. Like if I'm at 10, I may love a guy that you love at 11. And if we both want the same player and you know it, I'm going to jump you. And it happens sometimes with teams that can't keep their mouth shut. Now with the Niners situation, like you said, it's a little unique because they're at three, not 12, but still it's a little uncharacteristic, you know, in my opinion, for someone, I mean, I followed them really, really closely in this Kyle Shanahan era. So I, I, I'll be a little surprised if it's just going to be that black and white. So, John, I asked Chris this earlier. This is Steve. About the draft is we're still almost three weeks off from the first round. But is it that simple, therefore, to say, yeah, probably quarterbacks each of the first three picks, and then who knows about Atlanta? Secondary question, would Atlanta keep the pick at number four overall? Yeah, I mean, I think the first three picks are locked quarterbacks. Obviously, you know, we've known the first overall pick now, what, basically for two years? I have some people ask me, like, why don't we nitpick Trevor Lawrence? And it's like, yeah, it's just a waste of time at this point. Like, he's going one. Everyone knows he's really good. I, I do think he'll get nitpicked maybe once he's in the NFL. But, like, what's really to be said at this point? It's really just the debate over – and you could probably include Zach Wilson, how you would stack that next group, right? Zach, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones in whatever order. And, and we're going to find out on draft night. And then the Falcons, you know, they could – Julio – 
is still really good, but you know, he's kind of breaking down a little bit for an older player. He's had a lot of lower body injuries. Could they take Kyle Pitts, who's a different than Julio, but of that same mold, just a physical outlier and just pull the trigger there, or are they more likely to take an offensive or defensive lineman, you know, with their new head coach, Arthur Smith, who seems to like Matt Ryan. We're uh, hanging out with John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. So with that in mind, you're talking about the Niners. I feel like this draft, as you said, really starts at four. So do I'm a big Justin Fields guy like you are. And then yet it it seems as if there's no unanimous thought on what's going to happen if it's not Zach Wilson at two. What's, if, if John Middlecoff, because I know at some point someone's going to bug you for a mock draft, are you going, obviously, Lawrence one, is Zach still number two out of the quarterback out of BYU, Zach Wilson, and Fields three right now in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I see, to me, I, I got Zach Wilson a little red flagged. Uh, I think he really dominated Same. this year against questionable competition. Uh, talented guy, but in years past, a guy like him, you know, five, eight years ago was like Derek Carr. You know, those type guys go in the second round. Uh, obviously, Justin Fields, a blue-chip five-star guy that dominated Ohio State, who's big, fast, and physical with a big arm. And Trey Lance is just a lot bigger than Zach Wilson. I mean, Trey Lance is a physical freak. And I think you've seen the last couple of years of the Josh Allens and, you know, Justin Herbert, just the guys, the physical outliers. Now, Justin Herbert's a little different, but you know what I'm saying, just guys yeah. like he's way bigger than Zach Wilson, so – it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's just everyone acts like they know, but if you just hold me to like Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you know, Justin Fields went to the Jets and Trey Lance was the Niners. I, I, I'm not going to like fall out of my chair, you know? Can you talk a little more about Trey Lance? Cause I know coming into the draft, Carson Wentz, for example, years ago, people hadn't really seen him and maybe people have seen Lance for the one game this past year. And some people saying, wait a minute, did he really have a season with no interceptions? And is this, can I, can I believe this on film that this can translate to the NFL? Can you talk about him as a quarterback prospect for, for this? Yeah, I, think you'd pro- I, I honestly haven't watched one snap of the game this year. I would imagine most draft rooms don't even count that game. Right. Hmm. It's, it was a one-off in the middle of like October. I mean, it's just, it's pointless. I mean, it's not even fair really. I think last season he was so good and just such an intriguing prospect coming into this season that that's the only thing that's really going to get evaluated. I mean, I, I think he's thought really highly of, you know, it's just somewhat of a quote unquote raw prospect, you know, back 10 years ago, a guy like him might go in the late twenties would go in the early second round, but the Patrick Mahomes of the NFL, everyone's kind of swinging for the fences. And I, I've heard he's a really high character guy. He's definitely really skilled. It's just, you know, we talk about BYU's low-level competition. I mean, the FCS, right. that level at uh, at North Dakota State, who really and, – and Mac Jones gets a lot of crap for being at Alabama because they are so much better. Well, North Dakota State is basically the Alabama of D1AA. Like I, I mean, I don't think they've lost a game that's mattered in a long, long time. I mean, Trey Lance's one season, they they didn't lose a game. I mean, I don't even think they had that many close games. I don't yeah. think he threw a pick. I mean, it was just – it, it, it's, it was a little man amongst boys, and they, they do a good job of finding these gems, Wentz. Because say what you want about Wentz even this year, it's clear, like, Carson Wentz should have been at, like, USC, right? I mean, just that physical, like that, or Texas or something. And you just see Trey Lance, you're like, damn, this guy should be at Iowa or, you know, Texas or Oklahoma or LSU or whatever. And that's the cool part about the NFL. 
is unlike basketball for the most part, watching like the Warriors game in the background, Damian Lillard is such an outlier. You never see that. We're in the NFL. We see it a lot. You know, you don't you don't have to come from hell. Tua's kind of an outlier for Alabama, right? They, right. they don't really produce that many star quarterbacks. So that's the one thing like I, I learned when I was in the NFL and definitely from this seat now is the school doesn't really matter, right? And that's why you got to do a good job of projecting. Like my issue with Zach Wilson is less like I have a lot of respect for BYU. I mean, they've produced a ton of NFL players. And then the 49ers top two or three player, Fred Warner, comes from there. It's just this year which Zach was so great, his competition was really low. So it's just you have to determine, like, is his ceiling higher than Trey Lance's? And I think if you just had every GM having beers and telling you the truth, I bet a lot of them would say Trey Lance, they like him more than Zach Wilson long-term. Like, you know, week one, 2021, Zach Wilson may be better off, but in three years. And that's where I think we have a lot of these recent examples. Like, Josh Allen's one of the more fascinating players of my lifetime. Right, it was clear his physical. I mean, he was a freak, but he was so inaccurate. And then he just gets to the Bills. He benefits. They have a good infrastructure. They keep getting better. He keeps improving. They build the team around him. And now, I mean, with Watson's career in shambles, I would say beside Mahomes, it, you'd probably take Josh Allen in the AFC second over Mahomes. I mean, probably even above Lamar Jackson, based on just last year, if he's going to keep doing it. So. If people see Trey Lance, just even 80%, 90% of that, I, I just don't see how he <laughs> makes it past the Niners. Yeah. And, and by the way, if, if you are subscribed to the 3 and Out podcast, make sure you do it through John's feed as search 3 and Out podcast on iTunes, iHeart, however you consume podcasts. I became so intrigued by something you brought up on Zach Wilson because I have I, I can't – I mean, you're giving him the keys to the car at number two if you're the Jets, right? So you're, he's your guy. You just traded away Sam. He's your guy. But, John, you brought this up a couple weeks ago. You know, you mentioned a guy like, like Fred Warner. He's from California, San Marcos, California, played in Mission Hills. Um, but this is a quarterback and a dude that has never really left Utah. And suddenly you're going to insert him in the Big Apple in that crazy media market as the savior of this franchise. And, again, I'm not sitting here trying to say that you can't go from a small town or a small state to New York and have success, but that's going to be a big-time pressure cooker for a guy that hasn't had to deal with anything like that. I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm I'm a lifetime West Coast guy, and it's just way easier out here. My couple years living in Philadelphia was eye-opening, and I, I understand when people talk about, you know, getting drafted by Seattle, getting drafted by San Francisco, and even playing, you know, in the Pac-12 or on the West Coast, it's so much different than playing in the SEC and then going to the NFC East, right? I mean, Philly, New York, Boston, that, that's a huge, huge culture shock for people from the West coast on not even just the people, but the pressure and the intensity of it. And, and there's, I, I don't mean this. I love Philadelphia. Like I, I love the character of the place. I love the Northeast for being a California guy. I really have a lot in common with this kind of their edge, but it is kind of an angrier place and it can get really negative as a player. And I think sometimes, especially a quarterback, you know, if, if he's drafted right by the jets, he's immediately every week, you know, him, the Yankees, I mean, he's, he's a top two or three. And if he's just decent, you know, and Daniel Jones isn't, you could argue he would immediately be the most famous quarterback in New York if, Daniel, if it looks like Daniel Jones is going to get the boot after this year, right? And he's the number two overall pick. It would just 
I would have to feel very, very comfortable. Say what you want about Sam Darnold. You know, he, he he's just kind of – I know he's a USC guy, but there was like a just a blue-collar, workman-like kind of vibe to him. That it, New York didn't overwhelm him. He might not have been good enough, but he wasn't overwhelmed by the area. That's just something you often think about. Sanchez is a good example, like – he just wasn't talented enough. But, you know, at times it felt like New York was a little big for him and a little overwhelming and not being able to focus. And it's just you, you never truly know until you get him. It's taking a guy at number two, right? You're putting a lot of pressure also on a first-time head coach. Yeah. So it, it, it'd just be – that'd be intense. I mean, that, that would be an intense story in the NFL just to watch. I mean, there would be a lot of just – there'd be a lot of eyeballs on Zach Wilson and Robert Sala. John, last question for me, and that's about the team that drafted the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, the Rose Bowl MVP. Justin Herbert was with the Chargers, and what an amazing story to even become the starting quarterback that soon. But the Chargers have deficiencies, obviously, and they started – they were 3-9 and going toward mid-December last year, but they won their last four games, so they're not picking in the top ten. They do have to replace the tight end. Do they go offensive line to try and protect Herbert first? What do you think for the Chargers' first round? Yeah, I think that's the way to go if a guy falls there. Now, I don't think – you never like forcing an offensive lineman that high if you don't feel like – you know, if you have a guy great at the late first round or something, you're drafting – you're better off just taking a, a great player. And I would say Telesco, just thinking off the top of my head, they've kind of done that, right? Derwin James, uh, they've Mike hit, Williams. Had they, hit they, after they, hit, they, yeah. They, yeah, they just take the elite player. Uh, they did it with Bosa, too, when they, I think there were other guys. That, uh, that was kind of shocking at the time. Telesco's good, uh, but just the offensive line, like they got weapons, right? They got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Those two guys alone are just a, a, as good of a one-two combo as you'll find in the NFL. They got It's easy to find running backs. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts probably won't be there, but could you take, you know, Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith if they fell and you had him grade him really high? For sure. Uh, but I, I think the – if one of the top three or four offensive tackles, like last year, you know, you get a guy. That's right where uh, where Tampa got their all-pro left tackle. So you just, you know, we, we went through a dry spell of offensive linemen for a couple of years, but it looks like we're on the comeback trail because this, this thing's producing some really good young offensive linemen lately. You're awesome, John. Thanks so much for your time on a Friday night. Uh, get back to that F1 documentary. That looks awesome, buddy, oh, and we it, appreciate all the perspective. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. See you, buddy. Now, follow him on Twitter, and you'll see what we're talking about, at John Middlecoff. And, uh, by the way, a Jordan Spieth win in the Masters would be one hell of a comeback story, but we'll get to that coming up to kick off hour number three because we've gone through an hour and a half, and we've hardly talked about the Masters, but we did have a no-hitter for the first time in Padres history. Joe Musgrove throws the no-no, not you, Darvish, not any of the other free agent acquisitions they had this offseason for San Diego. The only runner he allowed was a hit-by-pitch in the fourth inning. That was Joey Gallo. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable uh, performance tonight. As far And that's the great thing about doing this time slot is that games are on. It's, it's, it's right. just a huge, exciting advantage. One thing I will say about the golf, what we mentioned on your show on Sunday night going into Go this ahead. week – Jordan Spieth last weekend won the last tournament heading into the Masters. That was his first victory since the 2017 British Open. He had gone 82 starts on the PGA Tour without a win, and he had such a hot start to his golfing career. People were assuming many more majors since 2017, and there hadn't been a win of any kind on the tour since 2017. And now 
He's only two back of Justin Rose. Don't call it a comeback. Now, real quick, before we go to break, I wanted to follow up on a quote-unquote lying season, okay? And I'm not saying this to take a shot at Michael Lombardi, but I found it interesting whenever he said this. I think this was uh, either on Colin or Rich Eisen show, but it was interesting. You're referring about- to the NFL draft coming up in about three weeks. Correct. Thank you. I just assume everyone's along for the ride with us <laughs> nonstop and not jumping in and out of their cars or, or having the, the show streaming on their I, on their uh, iPhone or, or at home and then having to go do something well, else. Yes, these NFL days draft you say off. lying season, people may not refer exactly, you know, what, no, what <laughs> right. you're referring to exactly. Like, hey, are you yeah. talking about the Deshaun Watson thing? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about the NFL draft. So listen to this about what could be going on with the Washington football team right now. I think Washington is is going to be the next team to unload all their picks to try to get a quarterback. I think they love Lance. I think Washington, I don't think, I know Washington loves Lance. And so will they trade up to get Lance? That becomes to remains to be seen. So I guess there's a couple of things here. Number one, again, I don't have anything against Michael Lombardi. I like listening to him. Um, I, I just I, – why, why would anyone tell you that? I mean, why would Washington be like, hey, let's go ahead and pour out who we like to Michael Lombardi, who might – again, I just – when we're in the midst of lying season, you almost feel like that there is something there because, Steve, you know quarterbacks are going one, two, three. And the only thing we know for sure is the quarterback that's going number one. And we've got a pretty good feel about going who's number two, who's going to go at number two. We have no idea who's going to go number three. And I don't care what buzz is out there. I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done a great job of keeping things close to their vest. If you really do love Trey Lance, you can't just move up to four and expect that to be the guy you're going to get. He could be gone. And there could be a quarterback if you stay at 19 overall. Are we, are we correct <laughs> on that? But Very true. What, what struck me about the comment you just played is I thought I heard the word all. Like some Ricky Williams trade. They're trading all of their picks to move up and get a quarterback? What? They have seven rounds worth of picks. They have multiple picks in a couple rounds this year. All of their picks? I'm I'm not sure I follow you there. I I, I don't either, but I I heard that, and I thought, okay, well— Yes, Washington needs a quarterback, and it would be a good situation because you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick there where you can bring in a guy and he can learn from a veteran. But I just – that seemed suspicious to me that, you know, that, that not in any way questioning Mike Lombardi, but just why why would they let that leak out? You know, I don't think Lombardi just makes stuff up and, and throws stuff off the wall, to use your analogy, to see if it sticks. So what's so more they likely that out. is – to keep uh, whoever, Ryan Fitzpatrick, say, at quarterback, and actually draft something who will be your lineman years after Fitzpatrick is even in the league, right? Because you, right. you don't have Trent Williams. You got a draft pick in this year's draft in exchange for Trent Williams. At some point, you're going to need another offensive lineman, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I think there was a big mistake made this week. I think there was a an egregious error made by a team picking in the top five. And we'll talk about it when we come back. In for Jason Smith, he's Steve DeSager. And for Mike Harmon, I'm Chris Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. Stick around. We're talking NFL draft more in depth next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions 
on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Got the clean version, right? Got to be careful here. <laughs> DMX, man. RIP. I-, I don't know, DeSager, if you were a big DMX guy. I was. Really? Um, yeah. This was – well, come on. I was a kid in the – well, a kid – I mean, my formative years were in the 90s uh, and, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s was kind of when the when, when did Rough Riders come out? Let's see here. I got a little re- research that I was planning on doing during the break, but I got to give uh, Iowa Sam credit because DMX now falls into that mix of, of incredible people that we we try to actually uh, have passed away before they were actually dead which is something that Twitter does way too often. It was I just mean, hospitalized last week. Yeah, and then uh, some magazine tried to kill him last night, and unfortunately he ended up passing away today. Yeah, you're looking at uh, 2000, uh, 96 to 2000 was when he – 98. Thank you very much, Iowa Sam, for the Rough Rider. So, you know, that's whenever I was in my, hey, I need to get pumped up to go to work or need to pump up to go to the gym. And he was – you can't go to a sporting event where DMX didn't have an impact in some way, shape, or form. So, I, MMA, UFC, I'll never forget. One of my favorite moments was when uh, – let's see, Chris Weidman was fighting someone, and he came down to the ring with DMX's reign. And it's one of the great – it's one of the more incredible songs that he's done that not a lot of people talk about. But from a from just a, a, a musician's perspective on the world of sports, if you're like, wow, what's the impact on sports? Go to a game. <laughs> you know, when you're at a game, at some point over the PA system or at mm-hmm. some point whenever guys are getting warmed up or even things you might not be hearing that they've got in their headphones, DMX plays a role in it. And yeah, unfortunately, we lost him at the age of 50. Way too young. He had so much more to give to this world. Uh, obviously, he had had some he had had some issues and he had some demons and he wrote about it and uh, he's he's got a whole city of prayers that he did. I mean, this is a this is a deep, unique dude that maybe now for some that had forgotten about him or hadn't listened to him recently, maybe in Earl Simmons passing away, you get to listen a little bit more and learn more what he is about. So, Sam, thanks for playing that man. That fires me up as we can talk a little bit about uh, DMX tonight and the sports world will continue to pay tribute. I think over the next couple of days, weeks, months, and and years now. Before we get, No real easy way to segue, but before we went to break, I said I felt like there was a team picking in the top five that made an egregious error this week. And, Steve, there's not many people that cover the Pac-12 slash West Coast scene as closely as you do. Okay. I'm sure there are many if we just thought, but go ahead. No, no, no. Don't, don't allow that banner to be taken from you. <laughs> not at all. I used I, to cover the Pac-12 quite a bit. I've been more in right. studio recently. I will say, I think the Jets are going to embark on an egregious error. And not necessarily that Sam Darnold could have excelled in the Jets with their current setting. But I, and I know Ben Maller vehemently disagrees with this. I heard him going off on it the other night. 
I think Sam Darnold's going to kill it in Carolina. I really do. Really? And I know, that's, I know that some would look at it and say, and then and, and Middlecoff even kind of talked. I think actually, excuse me, Jeff, I told you I listened to a lot of podcasts today Schwartz. to prepare for this. Jeff Schwartz, thank you. Uh, Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Uh, on his podcast, he said, hey, I thought Carolina should have tanked last year. Then you'd be sitting there with the number one pick. You'd have Trevor Lawrence. Because of coach and system in Carolina? I love Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator with Sam Darnold. That's exactly it. Joe Brady's the offensive coordinator. He was at LSU with Joe Brady. Uh, excuse me, Joe Burrow. I think he's going to do an incredible job with Sam now, Darnold this year. I did I really bring up do. with Jets fan Jason Smith on this show a couple of nights ago. Sam Darnold's last year at USC, and he only played two. He That's had right. 13 interceptions in 14 games. What folks yep. remember, though, is a wildly phenomenal Rose Bowl where they scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes and beat Penn State, and he threw for five TDs, and it was like 50-50 right. to 50 type of game. That Every game wasn't like that, people, just for the record. Now, no, going no. to the Jets, that's a strike, but I don't know. You're, you're more confident than I. I, I. Let me tell you this much. I think part of this is a lack of confidence that I have in Zach Wilson, too. I'm just not aboard that Zach Wilson bus quite yet. In fact, if I'm picking it too, I go get my generational left tackle. I go get my Panay Sewell, and I lock up with the tackles of Sewell and Becton for years to come, and I build around that. But they decide to go with Zach Wilson at two, and they move on from Sam Darnold. I think it's a big-time mistake, and the Panthers are going to make them pay. Two down, two to go on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.